What's up, y'all? My name is uh, Leo Yanez. I am here with... And uh, my name is Jose Garcia. And we're just here to talk to y'all about, uh, man, what we got going on in our minds. Uh, uh, let me tell y'all a little bit about how me and Jose met, because we didn't start off uh, by liking each other at all, to be honest. <laughs> it, so was, it was wild, you know what I mean? But it was whenever I was younger and uh, a little more hard-headed. I actually work for this uh, company uh, uh, called La Familia Insurance. It's located here in DFW. Uh, maybe if uh, you're Hispanic and you live around here, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Big, bright, lime green buildings. You can't miss them. Almost looks like the lime ice cream. So uh, I was really hard-headed back then. You know, um, didn't really care much for anybody. I was just there to do what I do and collect a check. Um, but... Uh, um, what was your role again? You were the district, right? Yeah. So when I started, you know, I came with a management background um, and they were a small organization at the time, just you know, mostly operating as a family owned business. And, um, you know, the intention was to bring me on as a general manager, but to start out because it's a, it was a new industry for me, right? I came from retail. Um, yeah, I came on as a regional manager, I, but I think by the time you, you came on, I was a general manager already. Yeah, 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 no, for sure, because you were over there uh, following me around. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. Uh, but yeah, man, thankfully, you know, uh, later on uh, down the road uh, here, actually recently last year, right? Yeah. Um, I had uh, started running a operation helping the homeless. Uh, it's, uh, we actually do that together now. It's Texans Forever. Uh, he helped me out a lot with uh, this last... Uh, couple times that we've been out and uh man our friendship has just been going pretty strong so now uh we're actually we're actually on our way up uh to take a look at uh one of his properties uh down south and we just started talking about you know i started kind of talking to him about how i felt good about being able just to take that trip because it was just like you know even though it's just a day thing uh, with working for somebody, it's like really a hassle sometimes to be able to take time off or, you know, you always got to ask for permission. Nobody likes that. Mm -hmm. And it's just uh, we started. So the thing about it is we started talking about financial freedom. Correct. And that's, you know, I mean, tell me, you can tell a little bit about your background, you know, with, uh, with yeah. what you do. You know, and before I do, I, I have to mention that I was really just inspired, you know, Leo mentioned that we didn't start off on the great, you know, the greatest of uh, feet. But um, once we reconnected, I saw what he was doing with his charitable organization. I was really inspired because that's something I've always wanted to do. And, you know, I just never did it. But here I have, you know, somebody that that I know of that's doing it and really inspired me. And that's what really motivated me to, to connect with Leo and, and, and make this even bigger. Um, but you know, when we, when we finally did get together and started spending more time, you know, I was sharing these ideas with him, um, about how really the wealthy have been leveraging money. <laughs> you know, there's no better way to say it. You know, I've, I've spent a lot of time acquiring, you know, a pretty nice real estate portfolio now, you know, multi-million dollar real estate portfolio, um, and that was just through working hard. I mean, mm -hmm. we've seen the statistics, you know, that the Hispanic population, you know, make up a massive amount of the workforce and bring in, you know, uh, not the best income, unfortunately. So, mm -hmm. you know, we have uh, the fastest growing population in the country. Um, 
we're, the, we're already the second largest, but we're nowhere near the first or second largest in terms of in terms of income. And that's where I was. Right. I was I was working really hard. And luckily, mm-hmm. I had made some smart decisions in terms of buying real estate. So I was working with a consumer electronic retail company owned by guess who, you know, a white family, you know, nothing wrong with that. But at the end of the day, I spent, you know, a quarter of my life, a better part of my entire life working really, really hard. Your young life too. Yeah. Right out of high school. Exactly. Right out of high school, you know, busting my butt. I remember working 80, 100, 120 hours a week sometimes. And I, I know you've been there and I know a lot of the Hispanic you know, in Latino community, they've been there they're too. Still there. Yeah, they're still there I mean, to this I'm day. I'm still there. <laughs> Partly, you know, getting steps in towards the right direction now, but yeah. So, you know, luckily, I I learned from some of the mistakes that that I seen my family make. You know, I I was a kid who would wake up in the morning and sometimes the lights wouldn't turn on because the bills weren't paid. You know, electricity mm-hmm. bill. I couldn't take a shower or a bath because the water bill wasn't paid or. You know, unfortunately, even worse, you know, there have been occasions where I came home to an orange sticker on the door that we had been kicked out. You know, we'd been evicted and we, we had no place to go. And and I felt that I was a bigger burden um, on my family than anything. That's why I left so early. I left still in, 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 in high school. Mm-hmm. You know, I slept in my car <laughs> for a little bit of that time. You know, I, I stayed over with friends and girlfriend's house. And eventually, by the time I was 18, I bought my first place because I was working hard and you know I bought my very first condo and every three years after that I was buying properties but but I was working a lot I didn't have a life Mm -hmm. right and I was okay I was single you know um, I didn't care about settling down but that whole time we're working those crazy hours all for you know for what at the end of the day amounted to nothing other Mm -hmm. than the real estate because when that company went out of business what did I get (laughs) Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Have a good you know, one. <laughs> people were showing up recently. And for those who know, Fry's Electronics it was a $4 billion operation, oh, you know, yeah. nationwide. And recently they closed their doors. Luckily, yeah. I saw that a little ahead of the time and I left. I left before they closed. And that's when I made the transition. You know, I was making good money. I had make, been making six figures as a general manager with them, traveling all over the country. So don't get me wrong. I've learned a great deal about business and management yeah. while working for them. And I got to travel all over the country. So that was phenomenal experience and I got to use that and transition to a new industry that I felt I could actually help people right mm-hmm. and and more importantly that I could help the Hispanic community you know La Familia Insurance um, but the the problem I didn't realize was till down the road but before we get there yeah you know um, just to tell I, which I have to share is that you know we grew that 18 location operation in the in the in terms of the, the five years that I was there to over fifty locations when they were only doing ten million in sales, you know, I helped them grow that to fifty million. And of course I was compensated. Mm-hmm. But again, what did I get of that? What did what did the employees mm-hmm. get out of that? And for you guys that are listening, you know, La Familia Insurance was a powerhouse in the region in Texas mm-hmm. for for helping the you know low-income hispanic yeah. communities but guess what who were they owned by yeah, not hispanic or latino no no they were owned by an asian family you mm-hmm. know so okay fries electronics working my butt off you know to to okay help their customers but ultimately help them grow their empire you know white family now now moving to la familia i thought i was helping the hispanic community 
And I was doing just the opposite. Mm -hmm. We were overcharging Latino families because they didn't know how to buy insurance. Yeah. Right. And all the while, who were we benefiting? We were benefiting Asian families. Yeah. Right. So that's, that's, what it boils down so, to. Like even then, like we seemed like we were helping them because I was obviously I worked there too. So mm-hmm. it seemed like we were helping, but we were actually hurting our right. own community right. just with those of you know the ifs. <laughs> <laughs> right, and I think that's where this passion really grew from. Yeah, having experience in the financial industries like insurance and having uh, experience in the real estate market, and then now learning how to leverage your assets. And so what a lot of people don't realize is that, okay, how did the white families and how did these Asian families do so well? Why is it that they make more than the Hispanic population, even though Hispanic population spends more than Asians do? Yeah. Yeah. But they make, uh, what'd you say earlier that they make, uh, we're the third. Yeah. So we're only the third in terms of income. You know, if you look at the average white family, they're, they're the highest when it comes to what they bring home. Mm-hmm. Then second is the Asian. Asian families are the second highest in terms of how much money they bring home. We're not, but the third, you know, yeah. so we're the third in terms of income, but we're the second in terms mm-hmm. of population and we're the first in terms of growth mm-hmm. in population. So why? And to top it off, we're the hardest working community out there. There's <laughs> yeah. no doubt about right, that. Right, right. Oh, yeah. You go to Asian, uh, you go to Asian restaurant, order some orange chicken, but you hear some uh, Mexican. Really, it's Mexican. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, for right. sure. And even the wait staff, man, like it's funny how sometimes like I go out to eat with my girlfriend and she'll just start talking to like the waiters and waitresses like in Spanish. I'm like, how do you even know this? Like, and right away they'll respond in Spanish. Right. And, you know, the customer service is always good because they don't want to, you know, lose their job and all that type of stuff. So, yeah, it's crazy. But we need to make a change. And that's why we decided that this is one of the best ways that we know to help our own community and start pushing the change, you know, because it starts with us more than anything, just like anything else. If we don't help our own community, then who, who will? You know, we got to be, we got to have our own voice because like you said, you know, we're the fastest growing mm-hmm. by like 2050. How many people did it say that we would be like 30% or something? Yeah, like that, which right? is crazy. We, you know, there's 330 million people in the U.S. And, you know, right now the Hispanic community makes up 18.5%, you yes. know, which is already the oh, second yeah. largest. That's yeah. a lot. That's over 60 million people in the U.S. But by 2050, we're projected to be, you know, over 30% of the population. We're talking about over, you know, over 100 million yes, in the U.S. Exactly. So that's a massive buying power. And if we don't learn from what, you know, the Asian community is doing, what from what the white community is doing, if we don't learn from what they're doing, we're going to continue being amongst the lowest in income. Pretty much we're going to keep propping them up. Correct. We're going to yes, keep... They're going to keep leveraging our work ethic and our hard work as opposed to us, you know, building equity, building our own assets. And Mm -hmm. instead of other, you know, other communities leveraging us, we're going to be able to teach our community how to leverage their own assets. Yeah, that's what it comes down to. Yeah, because it's a funny story about that, too, because uh, whenever I have first started driving, I'm a truck driver. You know, for some of y'all, obviously, first time listeners, I'm a truck driver. 
And whenever I first started driving, I used to work for a construction, a concrete construction company. So we would go pour the cement. Mm -hmm. But I remember this one crew that I found out his story. This guy came over here illegally, obviously, but he worked hard. So the guy he used to work for uh, provided him a work visa. And then he ended up getting Mm -hmm. citizenship and everything. But he was one of the guys that used to make the slabs, you know what I mean, for the new houses, the new builds, uh, poured concrete pretty much. So this guy busted his tail for this uh, for this white owned uh, company for maybe about five, six years. He got all his stuff in order and he had a plan for his family and for himself, because while he was doing that, he was acquiring his tools, buying his stuff. And now he has his own company. You know, what I mean, like Latino owned company mm-hmm. that is booming out there, like in Wiley, in Wiley, wow. Texas. And he has like five crews. He makes good money. And, you know, he did that all off of his own hard work, working for somebody else at first, mm-hmm. but with a plan. Yes. You know, and now he's top dog out there. Like any any uh, anywhere that I was pouring at, I would always see him or his crew, which says a lot about their work ethic, mm-hmm. you know, more than mm-hmm. anything. So that's pretty much what we're trying to get across, you know, is that you don't have to bust your tail for somebody else that, I don't know, I don't want to, I don't know how to really word it. I think that story in its own pretty much worded itself. And it does, but, you know, to really build on that point is, yes, you know, a lot of, a lot of the Hispanic community, you know, we work really hard to build these other businesses and they become successful. And, and I don't want to take away from all the Hispanic and Latino um, entrepreneurs out there because mm-hmm. there are a lot of them going out there, building their businesses and becoming successful. But yet we still don't see the general Latino community being able to leverage their businesses, being mm-hmm. able to leverage their, um, their assets to grow. You know, why, so why is it that Asian and white uh, families and communities make so much more. It's because they scale. They know how to uh, work their, make their money work for them, Correct. not work for their money. Yes, that's exactly how you say it. You know, so those of you who watch, you know, some of these shows like, uh, you know, Shark Tank, you know, Mr. Wonderful <laughs> likes to say it himself, you know. He, he sends his money out like little troops, mm-hmm. right? You know, so right now... People who spend a lot of money, they make money and then they spend money. They make money and they spend money. They make money and they spend money as opposed to making money, then making your money, make more money and then spend. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's a process. Instead of make money, spend, make money, spend. You never get out of that. Yeah. You never get out of that routine. You're going to keep making money to spend. And then the only reason you're making money now is just so you can spend and buy that mm-hmm. next thing. Mm-hmm. And that's what, unfortunately, too many uh, the Latino community or the Latino families do. Yeah. They know how to go out there and make money. Yeah. They know how to do that. You know, there's no disputing that. They work really hard. Mm-hmm. Great work ethic. Work ethic. And and then some of them even take it a step further and build a business. But yeah. a lot of them still don't know how to still pull into the right. Still yeah, they're still pulling to the right. They they're still making money mm-hmm. just to spend it. Making money to to spend it as opposed to making money, mm-hmm. put it in a vehicle, put it in an asset that is going to make you more money. And, and what do I mean by that? You could you you can use real estate. You know, mm-hmm. you buy real estate, you put a tenant in it, and now your money's making money, yeah. right? You you make investments, right? You make investments and help others uh, invest. You get a return on that. You mm-hmm. you buy things like crypto, 
you know, yeah. crypto is growing and you can leverage it to make more money. You can learn how to use things like stocks, mm -hmm. equities, right? And, and allow your money to make more money and then spend what you're making from your money. Yeah. Right. Just diversify more than anything. There Absolutely. was a one example that you had talked to me about whenever we went on that trip. Um, it was pretty much um, the wealthy families and how some of them stayed wealthy. And, you know, like yes. inheritance and splitting it up. Yes. And then I, I think it would be a good thing for you to kind of like, you know, speak on that right now. So you can like as an example, yeah. I thought that was really like powerful. I was like, man, that's awesome. Absolutely. You know, when you think about families like the Vanderbilts, you know, when you think about families that have stood the test of time, they made their billions um, 100 years ago, you know, or 200 years ago, and they're still wealthy to this day. It's because they pulled all their money together. And then imagine, okay, let's imagine you've been investing in just the stock market. Everybody kind of knows about the stock market. You know, crypto is new, so we won't talk about that yet, but, you know, or, or even real estate, either mm -hmm. one. So let's say you've been investing in real estate or you've been in, investing in, in the stock market for over 100 years, but you kept your money together. If the stock market gives you 7% return or real estate gives you 7% return, if you have so much money in this fund, you know, even, you know, uh, uh, $100,000 or a, a million dollars uh, or even better, you know, you have a hundred million or even a billion dollars all sitting in one place. If that's earning 6% interest, you and your family can live off the interest alone and never mm -hmm. touch the principal. Mm -hmm. And that's what these families have, have, have learned to do. The ones that stand the test of time and are still wealthy to this day. Um, is because they left their money together as opposed to other families like the Hiltons, you know, um, mm -hmm. uh, or, you, you know, uh, there, there's a few other families that didn't realize that. And, and, and what they did instead is when the parents passed away, they left money to each one of their heirs and each mm -hmm. one of their heirs. What did they do? What's the first thing that they do when they came into all this money? Spend it. They spend it like right, like most of us would do. They go buy cars, they go buy houses without knowing how to leverage it, or go buy clothes, or you know, lavish you know vacations, and yeah. not realizing that if they left it alone, mm -hmm. they could have lived off the interest alone. Yeah, just been patient, let it sit for a year or something like that, and and not even that. I mean, yeah. only pull on the interest, but by leaving the principal alone and living off the interest. And continue doing whatever else they would have done had they not come into that money, mm -hmm. their family legacy would have been passed on for generations yeah. and generations to come. And mm -hmm. that, you know, that's that's the problem with with unfortunately what I see in the Latin and even some other communities is that we haven't learned that yet. Yeah. But but in, in, in some of the white communities and families and some of the even Asian communities, this is how they were brought up. Yeah. Right. It, it's within the, their nature. It's within what they're taught as they're growing up. This is how you use money. Well, you always hear also like Hispanic communities like, man, you might as well spend it because you can't take it with you. Mm. The thing about that, too, is like, yeah, you can't take it with you. But, you know, a lot of Hispanics or Latino community like we have kids, you know, what I mean, <laughs> two plus right, minimum right. two kids. Yeah. So it's like, OK, well, don't think of it like that. Think of like, OK, I'm not going to take it with me. But. 
my kids can have it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I guess it's just trying to get into that generational mindset where like, you know what? I'm taking these steps now. It may not benefit me 100%, but, you know, it'll benefit my kids, their kids. Mm-hmm. And that's, uh, that's at least how I started trying to think of everything. Yeah. And, you know, really to add on that, generations before us could have done that very easily because, okay, when we were in high school, how much was gas? Exactly. It was like a dollar. It was less than a dollar. Yeah. I remember my senior year, I could go get a gallon of gas for 99 cents. Mm -hmm. When we were in high school, you could go buy a condo. I bought my very first condo for like $30,000. Yeah. In Dallas, you know, really conveniently located to Mm -hmm. anywhere I wanted to go for $30,000. That same condo is $200,000 now. Yeah. But has your income increased that much since high school? That inflation is crazy. No, my income neither, right? I, I've i been doing well then. I'm still doing well now. But my active income is, is not hasn't really changed that much. Mm-hmm. But everything else has. You know, I talk about things like college tuition. College tuition has raised almost 1,300%. Yeah. You know, so we're making not much more money. We're working hard. Mm-hmm. And some of us are working even harder for it. Yeah. And we're not making that much more money. But... Everything else is increasing. So if we talk about things like, well, okay, well, we can't, you know, take it with us, but our kids are going to need that because Mm -hmm. everything is becoming so expensive. If you could buy a house now, great. But can your kids buy a house when they grow up? Mm -hmm. Is it going to be affordable? Yeah, exactly. That's, that's, that's the problem. And that's the big concern that I have personally. Yeah. You know, if I don't set my children off on the right foot. Even though they may be the hardest workers out there or the smartest and brightest, it still might be very, very difficult for them to have the American dream and buy a house. Yeah, for sure. And it's crazy to think of how much stuff has changed, too. Like, I remember even something more simple was also like a gallon of milk. You see, like, a dollar, dollar (laughs) fifty. Now, boy, even dollar general milk is like five bucks. (laughs) Like, golly, it's not even oak farms. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, yeah, man. So we're just really excited to you know start uh, start this process more than anything. You know, like me personally, like Jose has a lot of extensive knowledge on this. Uh, me, I'm getting there. I'm starting to learn here. I'm starting to listen more. And you know, if anything, y'all can follow this journey, and I'm gonna be right there with y'all doing this journey. You know what I mean? We were talking about that. Like you know, there's nothing more true than somebody's true testimony. You know, it's powerful. Yes. And yes. Uh, you know, at the end of the day, uh, we're helping ourselves. We're just trying to help other people too, help yourselves, you know, but you got to really want it. You know, you got to want yeah. to change. That's so true. That's so true. You know, we, we've both been in a position to help so many people. Um, and there with everything out there, you know, in social media and on the internet with all the negative news and with everybody trying to get your attention, it's really hard to know who to listen to. But um, you know, just personally, I want to share, you know, I think you use a great word just now is that it, it's, it's a journey. You know, I think we're both on a new journey right now, mm-hmm. but I really want to share the journey that has put me in my position to help others now, mm-hmm. right? I've done, I've been there where everybody else is now working 60, 80, you know, hundred, 120 hours a week. Mm-hmm. And I come, I, I was able to come out the other end in a better position by, utilizing things like real estate. You know, I've done very well in the stock market. I've done very well in in, in cryptocurrency. 
Um, and, and now I'm even doing even better using insurance companies. Mm -hmm. So I want to share all of these strategies with, with the Latin community because mm -hmm. these are the tools that will allow them to set their children off exactly. in the right foot. And For if sure. we're the largest population, you know, we're the fastest growing, we're becoming the largest population, we will never be the largest income unless they learn. Yeah. Unless exactly. we learn and we teach our community how to use these tools. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, because uh, there's a lot of stuff that us in the Hispanic community waste money on that is unnecessary. Mm -hmm. Like if you can't afford a lift kit and pay in cash, <laughs> don't finance that joker. Right. Please do us all a favor. Like a lot of people, you know, they got the little nice trucks, mm -hmm. but you got ridiculous APRs on it. There is right. nothing to be proud of. You know, right. you're paying on a no. brand new, you know, 2021 Dodge Ram Hemi like some crazy buco amount and as soon as you leave the lot it's going to depreciate by like 10k you yes. know what I'm saying so all the APR you're paying pretty much like 80,000 for like a $30,000 truck with some bad APR right. so you know let's start trying to be smart about our money you know what I'm saying I'm not saying I've made mistakes you know I've made those mm -hmm. high APR sure. purchases you know uh, so we just got to get better at that um, but I'm really glad you mentioned that because Okay, we want the truck, and we don't we don't want to take that away from anybody, no, right? If you no, want a no. truck, you know, I have a nice car, and I'm I'm I'm, I'm proud of you know I, I enjoy my nice car. We we yeah. don't want to take that away from anybody, but I'm glad you mentioned the APR because who who is that going to? Oh, the big wig. Yeah, it's going to the big wig at the banks that already has a fat pocket. Yeah, that are so we're we're giving them a return on their investment, right? Yep. They invested in the fact that they know we're going to make our payment on time. Because we want to keep it. <laughs> yeah, because we want to keep that truck. And, and you know, we're going to give them this 19% return on mm -hmm. their investment. Yeah. You know, when, when all you have to do is leverage your own money, what if you could use your own real estate portfolio? What if you could use your own cryptocurrency portfolio or stock portfolio or even insurance company uh, portfolio to to pay for those things mm -hmm. and and instead of paying that apr to the bank paying it too you can pay it back to yourself damn circle yeah. life baby yeah learned that in lion king whenever we watched that <laughs> no but i think uh man is there anything else you want to touch on i think everything else we can kind of break down you know what i mean to not overdo it you know what I mean because a yeah. lot of people are going to take this in it's like that first day remember I told you I had to roll down the window I was like boy too much intel <laughs> yeah yeah. but is there anything else you want to touch on right now no I, I think this is a great way to start you know I I want everybody to know that we're on a journey and we're on a mission here um, and this is just the first step on a really long mission and I think our goal is to ensure that our community becomes amongst the highest income earners. Oh, yes, for sure. You know, and we want to share what has made, you know, us successful and what we've learned so mm -hmm. that others can, can replicate that. And take we want to create, yeah, take those exact steps. And we want to create a community. You know, we're not saying we know everything. I know there are some folks out there yeah, that know that more, know more than, than we do. But so we want to encourage those, those um, you know, those folks to come Come on board, you know, join mm -hmm. the community, help us reach out to even more Latinos out there. Oh, yeah, for sure. There's actually something that I had written down that just came to mind that had nothing to do with this. 
Okay, so like this is something that I had heard on one of the sermons that mm-hmm. I thought was really cool and it just triggered my mind. Okay. Yeah. So it's like sometimes we label helpers as haters because we don't want anyone to tell us what to do mm. and tell us how to grow, but you need someone to teach you. Mm. So yes. with that said, it's like, yeah, there's sometimes like that I can remember personally when kind of like that example is like, man, this person doesn't want to help me. Like, what does he know? I know, you know what I'm saying? Enough. Yeah. But the thing about that is sometimes we skip opportunities because we think it's something that, you know, people are trying to do for their benefit. Right. You know, I mean, right. if anything, like like uh, Jose said, we're sharing our journey. We're sharing our steps that we know to help. You know, mm-hmm. we're not here to tell anybody any different. Like, man, if you listen to this and, you know, you think like you could teach us something, man, we're open to that, too. Absolutely. Like, you know, and uh I'm excited about this. Like, I'm excited about helping people. I'm excited about, man, I'm pumped. Like, I want this to go. I'm ready for next, you know, the next session that we sit down and talk because we always, you know, it's always like a good conversation, like knowledgeable. So you are who you surround yourself with 110%. Absolutely. So stay tuned, you know, Familia, because we're going to be diving into each one of these subjects. I'm going to show you a blueprint as to how I built, you know, a multi-million dollar real estate portfolio, how I've had consistent, you know, returns in cryptocurrency and consistent returns daily, even, you know, mm-hmm. at this point, I'm able to bring home a daily check mm-hmm. in the stock market and I'm able to build my own bank using insurance companies. So I'm going to show everybody this blueprint for those who want to follow. Please join us, you know, stay tuned for those that want to contribute. We would love to have you on board if mm-hmm. you want to come and speak with us live if you just want to um, work with us on building your own bank we're happy to do that uh, as well or if you just want to join our community and contribute there we would love we would love to have you for sure for sure we'll be on uh on a few social media uh platforms we're actually working on that right now and everything so we'll get up we'll get all those up soon so probably as soon as y'all get this video is whenever we'll have everything up and running so I guess uh, that man, that's it for today. Yes, I feel good. Leo, All right, cool. Thank you so much. Oh, for sure. Y'all have a good one. All right.